Have you ever wondered why some entrepreneurs seemingly catapult to the top in a short period of time, while others take years or even give up on their dreams? The fastest path to success is positioning yourself as an authority. Follow me on my journey to build my online dream business as I interview successful entrepreneurs, uncover marketing strategies to grow your business, and help position you as the authority. I'm Steph Shinneberry, and this is The Authority Marketing Edge. Guys, are you ready to find out who your super fan is and how you can attract them? Today, my guest is Yamilka Rodriguez. She is an artist, entrepreneur, activist who was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and she currently resides in Louisville, Kentucky. She has collaborated with the best graphic and advertising agencies in the nation to design comprehensive brand strategies and consumer product innovations. She has facilitated more than 70 design thinking sessions around the world, crafting brand visions and stories that span multiple categories and lead high influential billion dollar companies. Today, Yamilka delivers the same one-on-one -on -one support through her boutique consulting firm, The Archetype Method, specialized in brand psychology. I just love this. Well, welcome Yamilka. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. This is this is wonderful. So I really uh, I can't wait to dive into that. But before I do that, I always like to start this with just a little bit of background of your journey of how you went from corporate America to doing your own thing, your own business and kind of a, just a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's <laughs> it's not easy, um, but it, it's it was lovely. So I, I did work in corporate for uh, 13 years um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, I always had the urge to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to do my own business. I tried to do a few businesses while I was working, um, but they never really worked out. I, I did a, a yoga training, certified yoga training. I started Ayurveda. So I tried a health and wellness business. Um, and, you know, it's it, it, I couldn't dedicate the time to it. And then I also tried um, designing some clothing. I always love fashion and and tried that, but it, it didn't work uh, as well. So mm. but you found your you found your thing. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. It's so awesome. So what uh, what roadblocks did you have? There were anything. Did you just uh, was it all like when you were in your corporate America or is it when you left corporate America? That's when you really. Took it, off? Yeah. So when I left, um, I so I had taken a two month sabbatical. I really at first to see if if um, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky because of love. So my mm -hmm. husband's here. And when we were going to get married, I decided to move instead of him moving over to Cincinnati. I've always loved Louisville, Kentucky. And so I was, it was time for me to try something different. So I was excited about that. Um, but when I, when, um, when we were dating, I thought, you know, maybe we should like spend some time together and see if this is going to work out. So I decided to take a two month sabbatical. And in that time, I really focused on trying to get a business up and going. Mm -hmm. So I was doing my actually the business I have now, I was trying to understand this online business and studying all these things. And it was just so overwhelming and complicated. 
And it just never felt like I could like do it. Now it's so easy. Everything's so easy. It's so different. But at the time, um, like I couldn't get a website up. I didn't understand how to do the MailChimp, but it just, <laughs> everything felt so overwhelming and complicated. And I kind of um, was asked to work at an agency and I thought, you know, why not? I was going to try something different, um, do more of a marketing, a multicultural marketing director role. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that's interesting. So, so I did that uh, for a year and then that didn't work out. And so I tried again to do my consulting business. But what happened was I actually went into fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, I always had this knack for fashion and I, I, I was doing a um, kind of like I was a producer. Actually, I was a fashion, uh, a, a fashion producer. So I produced a lot of fashion shows and um, and that was, you know, really fun. Um, but it got difficult and it not, not that it got difficult. It was difficult. And I had this epiphany like I need to really do what I love doing, which is my mm -hmm. branding. Not that I don't love fashion, but it wasn't fashion anymore. It was more like managing people and trying to get, you know, models and and photographers and artists to come together for a fashion show. And I feel like all I was doing is kind of producing fashion shows. And, and that's not really why I went into the business in the first mm -hmm. place. So um, I decided to go back to branding and design and uh, really um, kind of show these different concepts that I had been developing and I had learned over the years. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how it all happened. That's uh, that's really neat. Uh, we had someone else on here that that was a fat, uh, Roma. Did, have you met Roma? She no, I haven't met Roma. Roma. She was in fashion as well. So this is really ah. cool. I just interviewed her, I think, last week. So uh, so very neat. So a couple of things before we d dive into the branding, because I, I really can't wait to get to that. But I'm an artist, too. And so do you do uh, was your art mostly with um with your fashion or do you do some kind of visual art like in studio art or? Yeah. So, you know, I studied um, industrial design, but I really started with graphic design and then we, we did do a lot of different paintings and things in class. And so when I was in corporate, I actually always wanted to do a painting like in the winter when you're kind of stuck inside. So I would do these like really big paintings, not, not anything I would recommend because like then I was stuck in the winter months, like for three months, you know, finishing the painting. Um, but yeah, I always loved painting. I'm more of an abstract painter. Actually, I have a few up. You can barely see them up in the top that I was practicing this new skill. So I try to do it kind of when I'm locked in. I yeah. can do it like now because it's so pretty outside. But yeah, it's it's I love I have that's my passion. I love doing painting and oh, trying new things. Mm, I love it. Very, very you're very well rounded. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's do it. So we've all heard about why branding is so important. Uh, so this is a different take than I've heard before, uh, branding personalities. And uh, why is a brand personality so important? Yeah, so um, we're in the era of relationships. And whether you're a product or a service, you need to have a relationship with your customer. Um, I've always believed that and I've always worked towards that. But it like what, what's been interesting is I, I help a lot of women entrepreneurs and they don't 
really understand that it's so critical to be consistent as, as a brand when it's you um, um, on the camera. So, or, you know, or marketing or helping or consulting. So um, that's one of the things that I felt was, was critical, uh, was like important for people to know is how do you build that relationship? How are you, how do you stay consistent? And what I love most of all is that once you really understand your brand archetype, there's an opposite that you ascend to and that is actually your super fan. So your opposite of what you are is actually your super fan. Is that yes? Really? Yes. They're attracted to the thing they're missing. Exactly. That's what it is. So give us it. What are the brand archetypes? Can you share that with us? Yeah. So there's 12 brand archetypes and they, and they all live in like different axes. And I mean, I, I can, I'll, sh I'll share like the shorthand of this. Sure. So in, in the relationship axes, there's the lover, the caregiver, and the um, girl next door. In the dynamic axes, there's the magician, the outlaw, and the jester. In the uh, independent axes, there's the hero, the explorer, and the innocent. And in the stable axes, there's the ruler, the sage, and the creator. Oh, interesting. So if you think about it, um, the lover, the caregiver, and the girl next door are all about relationships primarily, right? Mm -hmm. That's their primary. We have we actually talk about primary and secondary archetypes, but it's your primary archetype. And actually, I have a quiz, so we'll mm -hmm. send everybody the link because I'd love for people to take the quiz. I just, I just got it optimized, so I'm very excited about it. So, um, what happened? So, in the dynamic, it's more movement. You're okay with adapting and change. In the independent, um, you don't really rely on people to do things. So, the opposite of relationship is independent, and the opposite of dynamic is stable. And in the stable, you're more about control and, you know, you want things a certain way and change is not really um, an option. Not not just an option, but it's not something you really love or truly love. And that's the opposite of dynamic. So that's why we have opposites and we're attracted to our opposite. I love it. Okay. So I heard the outlaw. Yes. That sounds interesting to me. Maybe I'm not the outlaw, but what? So what? Give us an example of how. Can you tell us like a little bit of a description about? Or it doesn't have to be the outlaw. Just one of those. One of those. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll talk about the outlaw. I just posted on my Instagram. I just posted the outlaw. So the oh, cool. outlaw breaks convention. Right. Okay. They're all about rebelling against society right. and what is you know what is. Uh, called as a set of rules or they, they don't really like rules. They, they, they rebel against all those things. So if you think about, I also have case studies in the actual quiz. So if you want to look through it. So what's really interesting is that Apple is an outlaw brand, right? Hmm. Because they rebel against um, what the, the status quo is. Um, and so they're always doing things different. Um, they don't really ask consumers questions. They just, you know, go more with their gut. 
Um, and they really make things that are difficult. You know, I'm an industrial designer, so I understand this. Um, and that are difficult to make because they are wanting uh, to to break that cycle. And so if you look at the details of their products, it's, it's really amazing what, what they've done with them. And then the opposite of Outlaw is Creator. So if you look at their Instagram, they attract the creator so they communicate to the creator. And that's why they have a creator's gallery. Yes. So you would wonder why an Outlaw brand has a creator's gallery. And what I've noticed, because I've done thousands of audits, is that in Instagram in particular, they communicate to their super fan. And in their website, they communicate their brand. So that's been really fascinating to see how, you know, how important it is to really, more than ever, really have that relationship with your customer, and give them what they want and truly understand, like, have so much empathy for them and their needs and desires to an emotional level mm -hmm. is what I call it. Oh, that's so cool. I love this. This is, this is really fun. So I have a couple of questions. So one of the things is, I think I heard you say that Apple doesn't really, they don't really ask a lot of questions to the public. They, they go with their gut, but that, well, that goes with the outlaw because every, all the traditional branding says market research, market research, go ask, go, go ask, go ask, go ask, go ask. But you're saying they actually go with their intuition. Yeah. More than asking people. That is yeah. so cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Actually, um, it's really interesting because I, you know, I worked at Procter and Gamble and we asked the consumer every question, right? And and we would say, like, uh, oh, you kind of have to sometimes the answer isn't true. Sometimes people just say things and they're not, they don't really mean it. And so you have to, especially when you're designing a product, you have to kind of figure out what is real and what is not and um, make sure that the product at the end of the day is the best product that you can design. And I think that's the reason. And so we studied Apple a lot because Apple doesn't do that. You know, they don't ask them like, do you like this product? You know, no, it's, I mean, somebody, especially a consumer, they're just not, they don't know what they, because they don't know what new products can come out. Like you can't right. ask them, so what new product would you like? And they'd be right. like, hmm, I don't know what I like, you know? Imagine if they listened to, to everything the consumer said. Um, so a lot of times, um, especially when you're that sort of innovation or innovative mm -hmm. brand, you kind of have to go with your gut and when you best feel the product should be going. Um, obviously, always making it user friendly. So sure. make it what I say is like stupid proof. Yeah. Um, and I think they've done that really, really well. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes total sense because they're so far ahead that they can't really ask people mm -hmm. they, because they're like, you don't even know because we've got like, just wait. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like the whole, uh, I, I mean, I like, I know people refer back to when Steve Jobs was um was bringing out the whatever it was 3000 songs or 3000 CDs on this little 
pocket. I, and I'm not, I don't, I know you know what I'm talking about. People were like, he was building up to it. And people were like, what are you talking about? Like, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's uh, that, this is fascinating. I love this. And um, you know, Steve Jobs was a total outlaw. I mean, he, he just was, yeah. right? And right. so that really defined the brand. Right. And, and so he just wanted to make sure he was making products that people had, didn't even know they want it. Yeah. Right. So um, this, so you can apply this to, uh, to individuals though. Like you can, so you, this yes. is, is your, you've studied all these companies and you've broken yes. this down and, but now you could come to me and say, Steph, you're an outlaw or you're a whatever. Yeah. So actually Tony Robbins is a hero. Okay. And he's, he's, yeah. So he's a, so you can see that in a lot of the way that he talks. So he, his opposite is the caregiver. And so you can see a little bit of caregiver language and some of the things he does, um, which is really, I mean, when I started doing these audits, it was just fascinating to me how real these things got because you can get so basically right now I'm just saying this is your brand archetype and this is your opposite which is your super fan um, and you should be marketing to your super fan because they're the ones that doesn't mean there's two things on here like that does not mean that you're only going to bring in that super fan you're going to attract other people. It just it's just, just sometimes you attract alike, and and and. But the one that's going to be most attracted to your offering, and then is going to pay anything for it, is going to be loyal to you. Is your super fan, and that's once you understand that and know that, you can really make your messaging targeted towards that super fan. And so the other thing, the other piece that. Is, gets a little bit more complicated is when you find your secondary. And then what happens with your secondary is you have a quadrant that you live in. And that quadrant says where you're super comfortable. And so, but to attract your secondary super fan and your primary super fan, you have to extend yourself to the other quadrant and make products and services really geared towards that quadrant. And so we've, you know, we, we don't go into the depth because it just gets really crazy, but we just wanted people to really understand their brand archetype, to be consistent, to be, um, understand their core, their foundation, and then also their super fans so they can stretch, stretch to that and really start bringing that in so they can um, make products and services towards their super fan. That is awesome. So how did you, you came up with all this? Well, I'm not going to take the credit. Okay. You won't find it anywhere else. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the co-founder of the Archetype Method. Okay. And so um, my partner and I, um, I was the, the one that worked at the company and she was the, worked, the one that worked at the agency. And okay. we worked for 10 years together. We traveled the world. And she was the kind of like the expert in these archetypes. And we, we used them. So I, and actually we put the quadrant together as we worked together through some projects. Mm -hmm. And then um, we used them in every single project. And I was asked, so most of the time at PNG you work in a certain category, but I was asked to do things for other categories because they loved like, oh my God, you do that? Like, 
can you do it for us? And I was like, yeah, as long as you pay the agency. <laughs> and then I had to ask for permission from my boss to make sure that I, that, you know, that I could do that. But anyway, um, so when I left PNG, I said, you know, we should put this together and we kind of worked on it for a while, but nothing really kind of came out of that. And then last year I called her up and I said, I'm doing this. Like, this has got to get out there. And um, what was really a turning point for us is that we really, I, the, the term super fan, um, I, I thought of it because I was like, we should call it super fan. And she was like, oh, I love it. Let's do mm -hmm. that. Because we figured out that people wanted, we went to Bali at, early this year and we did a retreat. And people really wanted to understand their ideal target. We didn't know that that was uh, uh, a thing. And so this year, when I got back, I turned everything into that. Like I made it about the super fan because I also feel I teach a lot of design thinking. As you said before, I, I teach it at the, at the MBA level at the university. And what I always try to tell the students is that you need to focus. Your strategy needs to come from your target, from your ideal target. And so, and I did personas in every single project that I did at Procter & Gamble. I teach people how to do personas. I've done it for companies here in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I understood that very clearly. And so focusing, kind of turning everything on its head to focus on the super fan was our goal this year. So um, you won't find it anywhere else. It's, but. So, it's so unique. I love it. Uh, so do you have a course on this or do you have one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching or how if so if I wanted to come to you you milk and say I want to know who my super fan is and my archetype and brand me <laughs> or whatever yeah so <laughs> I think I it I, I have different uh, options so you can go and take the quiz for free it's a free quiz you're going to get your super fan you're going to get some case studies there's some videos on there where I explain what each each one is if you want to get deeper, there's a few options. I do one-on-one um, -on -one consulting or also my other piece, this is what Tam and I were talking about, is I also do mentoring to coaches that are coaching um, people on business. Mm -hmm. So if they understand their client's super fan, and understand how to map it, then they could better serve their clients. And mm -hmm. so that's the other little piece of this right. that I wanted to start opening up is for coaches and people who are trying to have, have clients and want to help them get a little deeper. This is a really simple way to do that. And then I have a six-week intensive with me that I go through the whole process to help them with their brand. And then I also have a, um, a mini course. I'm kind of working on it now. So that it's for pre it's pre-selling right now. Um, it should, it's going to launch August 1st. And, um, and that's going to be a more comprehensive, course um that you can go on your uh go through it on your own we'll have like facebook group questions that they can ask and and that's and that goes through the whole theory of messaging and all that um for their particular brand so those oh. are a few different options 
Well, I'm definitely going to want to talk to you myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love to. I love it too. This is really interesting. Um, Okay. So if, what is the one piece of it? I'm switching gears here just a little bit, probably know the answer to this, but what is the one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, so I actually tell this in, in one of my videos is you need to understand your brand personality. Like if you have a blank canvas, that is the, there's two types of people that I, that I um, like to target. And one of them is like, I don't know where, where to start. I don't know what to do. I, I have this business idea. That is my cup of tea. Like I know how to do that. I did innovation for a long time. I can help people come up with things that are best for them to come up with because, you know, they're, because I understand their personality. And so I always like to do that. The other piece is I also like to take people like that um, are stuck in their growth and really take them to the next level. Because if you're not extending yourself, you can't grow. You can't grow. You're going to be stuck there. So the extension piece is really hard for people because they're so used to doing things one way. And so kind of saying, hey, you need to kind of go here a little bit and offer, you know, more things like this. Um, and that will grow your business is is another way that that I explain that. So so like you said, like you knew the answer, like the first thing I would say is understand your core offering, like your brand, and then really go into diving deep into your super fan because that will give you the strategy for your brand. That will give you like the ideas and everything you're going to develop based based on, on your brand architect. Great advice. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. So guys, this is, uh, Yamilka is author of women who boss up one of the, one of the co-authors of that. And I would love to know a little bit about, you know, your journey, um, into this book. How did, how did this come about and, and just what's it like? I mean, what, tell us a little bit about the book and everything. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've actually been wanting to write a book on this archetype stuff for a long time, but um, I don't know if you've ever tried to write a book, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> and so when this opportunity came up to write a chapter with other women, I was like, I'm in. And and I'm, it's crazy. We're going to have to do another interview, though. But I'm also collaborating in another book. So I have two collaboration books this year. Wow. And I'm super excited about that. So my book is not going to get written till maybe next year because I have two collaboration works with some incredible women. As you know, you've interviewed, mm-hmm. interviewed a few of them. And so it's been like really exciting and my friend, actually, the one who I'm writing the other book with, she's the one who introduced me to Tam. And so she's like, oh, I'm also doing this one. You might be you might want to look into it. Um, and so I did. And I thought, you know, I really liked Tam. She's an amazing woman, entrepreneur. 
She actually um, is from Cincinnati or lived in Cincinnati for a long time. So that was um, a connection point for us. Mm -hmm. I lived in Cincinnati for 20 years. Okay. Um, and so, and I lived in California for six and I lived in Venezuela. And so, and I lived one year in Illinois. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I've been East and West um, <laughs> or Midwest. Um, and so, that's kind of how it all came together and you know like sometimes things just happen for a reason so mm -hmm. i'm in two collaborative books um and it's all about women women who boss up and women in leadership and i'm really excited about that and and meeting all these amazing amazing women i tell you like i've i've met so many incredible women with amazing companies and doing amazing things and that's great to see it is truly it's, great to see. It's 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 so awesome. I well, I, I tell you what, I do want you to come hit me up again. Let's do it <laughs> uh, next year when your second book comes out. I would love that. So great, awesome. Well, Yamilka, this has been so awesome. It's been so wonderful. There are so many gold nuggets. I can't wait to share this uh, this interview on the podcast. And but I do want people to know where they can find you. So I want to link that in the show notes. So if you don't mind, I think I have it all here, but let me just make, you want to read it out to me and let me make sure I have everything correct. Yeah. So if you want to do the quiz, go to brand archetype. So www.brandarchetype.co. .co. Okay. And that's where you get the free quiz and all the other information, the consultancy is all there on that page. So you don't have to go anywhere else and you can take the quiz and download the free ebook that gives you all the value words for each archetype. So you get a lot of free stuff there to kind of start your journey. And then on Instagram, it's Miss Yamilka, M-S-Y-A-M-I-L-C-A. Okay. On Facebook is Archetype Method. Okay. So it's Archetype Method on Facebook. And I think that's it. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Guys, I will put those in the show notes. Be sure and go take the free quiz. I know that I'm going to run over there and do that now. And Yamilka, again, thank you so much. Congratulations on the, your successful business for impacting so many people and for your book that's coming out, Women Who Boss Up. I'm so excited for you. It was my pleasure meeting you and getting to interview you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Steph. I'm so excited. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. This is Steph Shinneberry with Authority Marketing Edge. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review and I'll send over the Authority Marketing Guide, the why and how you should be positioning yourself as an authority. Again, thanks for joining us. This is Steph Shinneberry with Authority Marketing Edge.